0: Well, Susan has been teaching on the mind on Sunday mornings, and it's really been great. And I had started studying on the mind about two months earlier. So I got so excited when she told me she was going to start teaching on the mind. So the Word of God talks about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And so I have prayed that for every one of you in here that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened tonight. You're going to understand things that you have never understood before. How do you know that? Because I prayed it. God said I could have what I prayed if I believe it in my heart and say it with my mouth. So y'all just get ready. You're going to receive some knowledge tonight that's going to set you free. Understanding is very important, amen? So I want us to not just be hearers of the Word. But when we understand the Word, it will cause us to be doers of it. So you can hear it and not be a doer. Oh, right. But the, the effect you want from the Word of God is when you start doing what it says, Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Now, this is a quote. There is a difference in hearing and listening. All my little teachers, I see Janine shaking her head back there. Now, this is the quote. Hearing, this will help you to understand it. Hearing tells you the music is playing. Listening tells you what the song is saying. Did you get that? Do I need to repeat it? Some of you are writing it down. Hearing tells you the music is playing. See, you hear the word. You have heard the word. But did you listen? Did you listen to the message? So listening tells you what the song is saying. So that's what I want for us tonight is to, to listen to what the word is telling you. Because God's going to speak to each one of you through the Holy Spirit exactly what you need. Right. Amen. He can do that. He's not just speaking to a crowd. He's speaking to you. Amen. Are y'all ready? Okay. Let's get with it. So I titled this, Where's My Mind? What is your mind thinking? Can you locate your mind? Do you know what you've been thinking all day? Because we're going to deal with some thoughts tonight also. So where is my mind? Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 12. And we're going to look at, start with verse 29 and also 30. And Jesus answered them as they were questioning him. And this is what Jesus said. The first of all The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, or hear, O church, or hear, O Susan, or Kim, or whatever. Make it personal. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And look what he said. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Now, if there's some of you in here that has not accepted Jesus as Lord, we can do that after a while. But if you've accepted Jesus as Lord, then God is your Father. Amen. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. This. Thou shalt love thy neighbor just like you do yourself. Just like you do yourself. There is none other commandment that's greater than these. So of all the commandments in this word right here, these are the most important ones. That you love the Lord your God with your soul, your heart, your soul, and with all thy mind. Now, I want my soul, and Tanya, you want to be a body tonight? Sure. I want y'all just to come up here because I like to illustrate things. Where's my God? <laughs> come on, God. Y'all be wanting to start to ladies' Bible study, won't you? We'd love to have you. Okay. So, he says for us to love the Lord our God. You can sit down, God. On You're on your throne. He's on his throne. (laughs) Anyway, so this verse that we just read is so powerful. It's packed with so much. But what we're going to do is pick the one out of here that we're going to teach on tonight. We're going to teach on the mind because he told us to love God with what? All our mind. mind. I tell you, I just love that. So we're just going to zero in on the mind. So the number one thing I want you to notice is that it is a commandment. What does a commandment mean to you? You don't have a choice. You do. You can choose not to love the Lord with all your mind. But the problem is most Christians do not love God with this mind. Now, I'm going to be the spirit man because, you see, we are spirit This is a spirit. All you see up here is my traveling suit. My body is what I'm in. And it's my earth suit. That's how I get around. So, I'm going to be the spirit. I want my, my soul here. This is my soul. So, you are a triune being. I'm a spirit. I have a soul. Now, In this soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and all of your thought patterns. This is where your thoughts come from. Right here. And this is the body that we travel in. This is the earth suit. Now, we don't have a problem. We We have read the scriptures where it says to present your body... A living sacrifice? Well, when you start to do a study on that, on presenting your body, and you start looking at different... God, you're going to be in agreement with this. Yes. It doesn't. It means your whole spirit, a whole soul, and whole body. It's not just talking about the earth suit. You got that? Yes. I'm teaching God here. <laughs> but it is... It's your whole being that he wants you to present to him. But the problem is, it's so easy. I don't know how many times we've presented our body to God. Just like the word says, you need to present your body to God. Now, who's he talking about that's going to present your body? Your you, your spirit that's inside this body. So I would tell and I've done this in ladies' Bible study. I have taken the body before, and I said, okay, body, come on, you're going to present yourself to God. And if you see that, it'll register on you. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? Those of you that are, are, may have addictions or anything, have you presented your body to God? He says we are to love God with our body. You're to love God with your body. How are you going to do that? You're going to present it to him, and you're going to let the Holy Spirit minister to you as what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Amen? And the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you. He's revealed things to you all along, and you got to recognize it. But then he says that we're supposed to love God. With our body. But what we're doing tonight is we're going to take our mind and we're going to take it to God and we're going to love God with our body. In other words, we're going to present I'm going to take this soul where my mind is, where my emotions are, the things that I operate this earth with. So I'm going to take this soul. It's the spirit man that has to do it. This soul is not going anywhere but what the earth tells them to do unless I take over. That's That's the importance of renewing your mind. So, hey soul. Hello. How are you tonight? You got a job ahead of you. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to take you, soul, and you're going to go to God. And you are going to present your mind where all of your thought processes are you can do this at home. You can take your soul and say, God, I'm bringing my mind to you tonight. And so, come on, let's go. Well, God, I'm bringing this mind to you tonight. Now, what are you going to do, mind? Whatever you tell me to. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to present Oh, I'm going to present my thoughts. Go ahead. You know what you have to do. <laughs> Father, I just give my thoughts and every step that I'm going to take today, I present all of that to you. And I ask that you just guide my steps. What are you going to say back to her, God? So be it. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I need to teach these guys. Now, God... What would you if if I came to you? See, the Holy Spirit's gonna would use you. Mm. If I came to you tonight and I presented my mind to you, would you have anything to say to me? I speak the word. Yeah, you say I can do it. Yeah, I can do you it. would encourage me. Mm-hmm. You can do this, Bonnie. You can pre- and I appreciate you presenting your mind. But he said we're to do it. We're to love God with the mind. Now, that's important. It is. That we, okay, y'all can sit down. God. (laughs) But, you know, you think about, have you been loving God with your mind? You need to ask yourself that question. Well, I find that a lot of times I wasn't loving him with my thoughts. See what's in your thoughts, your emotions, your, your thoughts, my will. It needs to be an act of my will to love God with my mind. So after tonight, y'all are going to find yourself loving God with your mind. Now, what does that involve? If you love God with your mind, you're not going to let those ungodly thoughts stay in your mind. They may come, but they can pass. You're not going to let those thoughts... Of, I feel terrible today. I didn't even want to get out of bed. You know, you're know. you not going to let those... Th- I see people shaking their head. That was your thoughts. You're not going to be loving God with those thoughts. You're going to love God with his thoughts. You see... The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you can, So if I needed strength tonight, the Word of God says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith are the fruit of your spirit. So what do I do? This is what I, I do at 83 years old. I speak to my body. And I know that joy is in here. And, and there's some of you here tonight that your joy has been robbed. That's true. Your joy has been robbed. Well, you let it. Satan can't steal your joy. You give it up. That's good. <laughs> She's going to write that down. But that, see, you've just got to learn how to use the word and what's in you. So joy is in you. Love. If you have a problem loving somebody, love is in here. You've got it. You're born of love if you're born again. So I call on that joy. Uh, Joy, you're in there. And I call you forth to where I need it. So joy, you rise up to my mind. Thank you, Lord, that I now have joy, and I'm going to show it. My countenance is going to show it. So whatever you need that's in your spirit, call it forth when you need it. Some of you really need the love. You need to call that love. You have problems with people. And you need to call that love forth because you have the ability to love your enemies. You have the ability because you're born of love. And we're to think like Jesus, you know, Jesus loved people, and he loved me, and he loved you in all the time when we were making mistakes. It does not stop the love of God from working because he is love. God can be nothing but love. That's what he is. So you just think about, praise God, God really does love me. Let your mind grasp. That God, he's not looking at the mistakes I've made. But he's looking at me as his child. Now, do you have, uh, you know, you may be suffering, especially if it's addictions or something like that. You may be suffering from what you have done, but it didn't stop God from loving you. That's true. And he's going to set you free in your mind tonight. Freedom's good. Amen. Yes. So <clears throat> these were commandments of God. They weren't, well, if I want to. Well, I heard a minister last week make this statement. and I mentioned this to uh, Tanya today, talking about the mind. And I thought, man, that's so good. It goes right along with what I'm teaching. He said, our mind has 64,000 thoughts in a day. Pause and think on that. Who's the mathematician in there? Figure out how many, how many that is in a week. <laughs> Get your computer. If you had 64,000 thoughts in a day, multiply that. I see the little computers going. But you know, that tells me my mind's busy. My mind, as Tom, my husband, would have said, you're never blanking the head. You are really never blanking the head. It's working all the time. And that just... That, I had never thought about how many thoughts that I would have in a day's time. Uh, anybody get that answer? A bunch. A bunch. Okay. So <laughs> so your mind is busy. Well, God has given us the secret when he says to present our mind to him. I can't read that. 23,600,000 in a week. Oh, I don't want that in a year. I want it in a week. (laughs) You know, I really feel sorry for Tanya because she always has to edit all my tapes. It's fun, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, when he talks about the mind, one commentary said it, it is that you are to present to him your thought capacities. Present to him your thought capacities. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 29. Man, I'll have, y'all better give me a signal. 29 and verse 11. Y'all ready for this one? A fool utters all his mind. We have to watch that. Because we have a tendency to want to say every thought that comes to our mind. We want to speak it out. And he said, a fool will order everything that he's thinking. So a fool utters, this is really important. A fool utters all his mind. We're in Proverbs uh, 29, 11. But a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So pressure's on you. What do you want to do? Do you want to speak those thoughts? He says, don't be a fool. He says, if you're wise, you'll push those thoughts to the back side of your mind. Push them back. Push them back. Remember that? Push it back. Push it back. Way back. Okay. You've got to push those thoughts that are negative that don't line up with the way Jesus talks, you've got to push those thoughts back to the back of your mind. You don't let them come to the front of your mind. If you let those thoughts come to the front of your mind, you're going to be saying them. That's just the way we, you know, we have to watch it. So be wise and push all those thoughts. Mr. Frank, he's just looking at me. Push all those thoughts, negative thoughts, back to the back of your brain so you will not say them that's not always easy but it's healthy it's healthy for us praise God okay let me see where I'm going here Um, one commentary says the gate is always open to your thoughts going forth That was one of the commentaries I looked at. In other words, your thoughts, your mouth is always ready for those thoughts to be pushed out and say them. But the thoughts of a wise person pushes the thoughts and the words in the back of his mind. Y'all are going to be the wisest bunch of people I've ever seen when you leave here tonight. Because you know what? You're getting it. If you don't get it, you won't do it. But I prayed over the eyes of your understanding tonight. So it's up to the Holy Spirit to remind you. And he will. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 26 and 3. Let me find it. It'll take me just a minute. Okay. The word says in verse three, thou wilt keep him, that means you and me, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him because you trust in him. Our mind, there is a position for our mind, and it's not on the world, and it's not on the world system. And it's not on whatever you know the world might bring to your mind. But it it has a position that it's supposed to be in, and that's on the word of God. We have the mind of Christ, is what this word says. What does that mean to you? I can think his thoughts. I can think just like Jesus. Because he said that I have the mind of Christ. Well, if you don't study this word, you don't know what his mind is. You don't know what he has said. You you know, I was thinking about a scripture today. Concerning prosperity, I don't know why I'm getting into this. But the word of God says, uh, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaking together and running over. Shall man give under your bosom? That's Luke six thirty-eight. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Did you know that? Ma- man is going to give unto you if you're a giver. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Now then, the thing I noticed in looking at that, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If I had this cup right here, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, there's not any more room in this cup. So what's going to happen? It's going to spill out. It's going to run over, and that's what God's telling you in Luke 6:38. If you'll give with a cheerful heart and give like he says for us to do, then you're not going to have room to contain it all. It's going to run over. You're going to have so much you have to share it. You're going to become a giver. Do you see yourself having that much? In Deuteronomy chapter 28, God says that you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. I'm blessed. It may not look like it to you, but I'm blessed. It doesn't matter how you look. It matters what the Word says. So you start painting a picture with Jesus' thoughts and his words of how you're supposed to be. Because words paint images. And so what I do, I write out things. And I put it on my mirror. And then I put it on my refrigerator. And I was trying to think I was going to share with you. Some things that I have have on my bathroom mirror. This is one of my confessions that the Lord told me to start saying. He impressed on me to start saying that my spirit is the master of my soul. My spirit, the real me that's in this body, is the master of this up here. So I've written that off, and you've probably seen it. It's on my bathroom mirror, and it's on my refrigerator. Now, what does that do? It paints an image to me that my mind, the unrenewed mind, is not controlling me. My spirit is the master of my soul, and I'm going to listen to my spirit. Now, your spirit's talking to you all the time, but you got to listen What's he been telling you? What's he been telling uh, you guys and you gals? What have you been hearing on the inside of you that you need to do, or maybe that you don't need to do? Get an image. I'm telling you, this mind is so important because it's where it's the battlefield. Your mind is where you fight every battle. If, if it is addictions, some of you are there for that purpose, is to be set free from addiction. See yourself that way. See yourself as no longer being addic- an addiction. Now, they may tell you that you're an addict, but not anymore. You're not. Don't see yourself that way. You're not. You may have uh, gluttony. <laughs> Let's get on some personal stuff here. You may have a problem with food. How do you see yourself? Well, I just can't control my appetite. You know how I like this, and you know how I like to eat. Well, sure, you know why you eat? Because you keep saying, I like to eat. (laughs) I love this, that, and the other. What are you doing? You are arming yourself to be a failure. You're, well, forgive me, Lord, I'm sorry. You're, fit, you're arming yourself to get fat. <laughs> or maybe you are anorexic. What are you saying? I just hate to eat. I just can't stand to eat anything. What are you doing? You're going to become the image of the words that you're saying. That so because, <laughs> because the word is so powerful that it paints images Praise God for the word. Amen. So let me get back over here. I've lost my place. Oh. Hang on. In Joshua 1.8, it tells us to meditate the word day and night. And when you start meditating, the, the word meditate means to ponder, to meditate, to mutter. You need to go around muttering what the word says, and it'll get in your mind. It'll, that's where it's going. It's, it's entering your mind. And so uh, literally what it means is put your mind on it. You do that. The spirit band. You put your mind on it. Amen? So, this is a quote. You'll love this one. Don't get lost in your head. You can write that one down. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your mirror. Don't get lost in your head. It's a dangerous place to wander. Okay? Let me come over here so will be on tape. They won't know who it is. What if your mind just, like, haunts you because of what the things you've been through? You have to take authority over it. Use your authority. Because... Have you asked God for forgiveness? Okay. The Word of God says that that is removed from you as far as the east is from the west. That's what you live off of. That, see... Your mistakes, this is something you've all got to realize as well as myself. My, my mistakes are none of Satan's business. And he's trying to, but he's trying to torment you. So take authority. Satan, you'll no longer use that against me. Sure, I made mistakes. But the Word of God says if I will confess those mistakes, he is faithful and just to forgive me of them. So why do you want to remember it? See, God doesn't remember me anymore good let me tell you something you're free tonight you're no longer going to say with your mouth what you just told me because it brings back to life what you did if you want free of those things that you've already confessed and god has removed them off of his record of it don't say it anymore you know why? Because Mark eleven twenty three 23 says you can have what you say. Powerful scripture to, to get hold of. Okay. So don't wander around in your head because that is the only access Satan has to you is through the soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And he's after you. Just tell him, my mistakes are none of your business. If you want to deal with me, you deal with God. Because he's my father. So you've got to use the word of God. And if you don't watch it, you'll start slipping back in what you say, what you hear, and what you do. That's why we have to be renewed in the mind. Amen. So... Don't let whatever you are experiencing in your life, regardless of what it is, cast the word out of you. See, pressures, if you don't know the word and want to say, pressures will cast what you hear tonight out of you. And you'll quit saying what the word says because we're so aware of the physical realm. We're so moved by what we see and how we feel. But you continue to say the word, what it says, regardless. Regardless of what? You know, we just got to realize the power that the mind has when we get it in agreement with the word of God. You cannot, you know, the word of God says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Well, your mind does not need to be divided against what the Word says. You've got to bring it under subjection, and you've got to tell it, mind, you're coming under subjection. My spirit is the master of my soul. My spirit is the master of my mind. So, And the power Satan uses against us is the ability to get in your head. He'll get in your head. Now, you know... You're not able to wake up in the morning and feel terrible and feel unsaved. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm -hmm. Anything Satan tells you that's negative, it's a lie. You need to know that. Okay? So don't get comfortable and think, this is just the way my life is now. No. If you think that, you're going to say that. And what are you going to have? The same way it is right now. So what are you going to do? You're going to find out what to promise to say. And we'll help you, any of you, with if it's a certain area that you need scriptures on, we'll help you with those so you'll, you'll know what to say and what to pray. So don't be satisfied the way you are right now. You know what? You need to stretch your mind beyond where you are right now. Amen? And, and use your imagination. What is life... See, you're going to graduate from where you are right now, all of you guys and gals that are here and out here. You're going to graduate at some time. You're going to be leaving where you're, where you're safe at right now. What do you see? What do you imagine your life to be like? That's very important. Start saying it. Start saying it. Write it down. I write stuff down. I, I, I just put notes all over my house. You know, one of the things that I think Susan quotes on me a lot of times is in that scripture where it says wealth and riches are in my house because we fear the Lord and keep his commandments. I used to write that down all over my house. I had it on the walls. I had it on the mirrors. And you know what started coming? Faith to have wealth and riches in my house. It painted an image I used to go to the grocery store back when we lived in England, Arkansas, if y'all, any of you know where that is. I would go with Peggy Caps, and all of you, well, you know who Charles is. We went to the first Walmart in Little Rock, if that tells you how old I am. It was a small place. Peggy would take two buggies. And fill them full to overflowing. I did not know the word at that time of you could have what you say. But I remember saying, not realizing the power that was in it. I would get one buggy and I, I count every dime and nickel that went into that buggy. So I would make sure that I had enough without putting something back. Well, I've come a long ways, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you what did it. This living word right here. This did it for us. We ended up buying a Pontiac, Buick, and GMC dealership in England, Arkansas. Little town of 3,000 had the most de- a most prosperous dealership in the West Memphis in Memphis district because we found out what the word said. Now, where did I get lost in my mind at then? (laughs) Don't wander around there. there. But anyway, wealth, I I get back to wealth and riches. I I wrote that down, y'all, because I wanted to get an image of that because I wanted to agree with what the word says. That's in Romans. Wealth and riches are in my house. I made it into a confession. Wealth and riches are in my house because, now that word because is important. There was a reason that wealth and riches came into our house because we started listening to the Holy Spirit. We started tithing, for one thing. We started tithing. Mm -hmm. And we became givers. I literally stalk people in Walmart to see who God wants me to bless. I really do. I give away a lot, but I'm able to do that because of the word. Oh, yeah, it is Psalm 112. I don't know why I was thinking Romans. But write that down and see it change your image. What it's going to do is the Holy Spirit will start to minister to you what you need to change. It's not going to be rained down out of heaven. He's going to bless what you set your hands to do. And we started setting our hands to doing a lot. And you know what happened? One day, faith came for it. Are y'all getting this? Your mind's being renewed if you don't know what's happening. But I had it written down when I got a hold of that scripture. And my ladies Bible study group has heard me tell this. I don't tell them how many times, but I get to teach new ones. Two minutes, Two minutes and I'll be through? Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, so I went in the back. Two minutes? How many minutes is left? <laughs> so as I said that, as, as I walked in the back door, I looked at that, and all of a sudden, I had been saying it, Long, long time. Faith came. I went, I slammed. Yes! Wealth and riches are in my house because we fear their faith came for it. Amen. Now, I need to get over here. I got lots of pages. Okay. Lord, mercy, Father, help me. Okay. I wanted to get into Job, but I don't have time. But Job, in, in verse 1 of that, Job was a very wealthy man. He was very, very wealthy. He had everything, but we have to ask ourselves the question sometimes, why do bad things happen to good people? He was a just man. He was very wealthy. He ended up... Getting in fear over his children. He lost everything he had. He became a poor man. He got it back because he got his act together. But you've got to realize, and in, in I think it's in verse, chapter 3. Uh, in verse, chapter 3, verse 25, it says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet. He talked it, yet trouble came. I've got to quit. My time is up, but this mind is so important, and you can renew it, and you can have everything this word promises if you'll line your speech up and your mind up and accept what Jesus has done and provided for you. Start talking it. Thank you. I want you all to know that you're our family. You're my family. Because God is our Father. So we're related by the blood of Jesus. And I do love you, but I want, I want you to go out of here tonight. I want you to get excited about your life. It may be a different life, but it can be a good life. It can be a good life, and you're going to have it. Do you all agree with that? Father, I bring your children before you. These are my brothers and my sisters, and I'm very sincere, Father, about bringing them right before the throne of God, setting them at your feet. Father, I ask you by the Holy Spirit to reach your arms around them, to love them, to tell them, Father God, it's okay. Things are changing. And I thank you that they're going to sense that change and it will be manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a super great night.